0: Well, you've heard the term immoral, or we talk about a particular city or a region or an area and say, wow, it's wild, or it's wide open, or it's licentious. We think about that in today's terms. But do you know that Corinth, that ancient city, was a city that was the same way, and yet it was ripe for a spiritual awakening? I'm going to be talking about the Apostle Paul visiting that city and declaring the power of the gospel. Welcome to this edition of
1: Spring. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Alcorn, your program host, and Rex Bullock is the director and speaker. And today he has chosen a message titled, The Power of the Gospel, and we who are born again truly know the wonder working power of God's holy word. We'll stay close for this message by Rex. Also today, Rex is coming in a moment with his friendly sharing time. But first, let's open our worship time together with some appropriate music. Jesus Christ is Lord of all.
2: The Lord. Is the Lord.
0: Well, thank you very much,
1: singers. And now here's the friendly voice of
0: Rex Bullock. I always love to read letters that people have written, just letting us know. Here's an email that says, I have been very much enjoying your program. The sermons and programs are inspirational and encouraging as to our Christian journey on the earth. Keep up the good work. Keep faithfully preaching the word. Please send me a copy of your book. I look forward to reading it. Thank you for offering this material. I need good Christian literature. May God richly bless your efforts on behalf of his kingdom. Well, that letter comes from Bob, and he listens to WPEL, way up in upstate uh, eastern Pennsylvania. Thank you, Bob. Say, my friend... Bob sent an email, maybe uh, you'd like to uh, have our email address so that you can send an email, quickest way to do it these days, and I'm so glad for uh, all of uh, the Postal Service and our various other kinds of uh, uh, services such as uh, UPS or FedEx or all of the others but uh, what a quick way just to drop me an email, or you can pick up the phone and call our 800 number if you'd like to send an email and learn how to become a prayer partner with us. We'd love to send you prayer insights. That's our sheet on uh, prayer, and then tell you how that you can become a monthly prayer partner we have books we have materials we have uh, all kinds of great things as you join with us in uh, praying that's so vitally important so let me give you our email address it's just simply my name rex bullock at cs.com that's r e x b u l l o c k at cs.com I would love to hear from you, or if you would like to call our toll-free number, that's 800-783-DAYS, eight hundred seven eight three 783 days Say, my friend, your communication with us is vitally important, and as you write or call, would you just uh, assure us that you're standing with us in this ministry? Please uh, share a gift to help with the ongoing ministry of Dayspring and as we send materials such as uh, the prayer materials or the book that we're making available this week called For Families Under Stress, Finding God's Strength in God's Word. I want to put this book in your hands. All that uh, we ask is that you prayerfully use it if you're undergoing stress, if you're undergoing real pain right now, please claim your copy of this book as you ask for the prayer materials, as you share a gift. We want to send it. I want to make it available to you. Thanks for being a part of Spring. Thanks for joining us every week for this worldwide worship service. Today, I'm going to be talking about the power of the gospel. Stay tuned. Ah, my friend,
1: there is strength in the power of the gospel. And you can find strength in God's word anytime. God is with you and your family in times of difficulty and stress. To reaffirm this, we have a booklet we'd like to send to you called For Families Under Stress. It's yours as you request it when you write Dayspring, Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon 97238. That's P.O. Box 56300, Portland 97238. Or you can call for your copy as well. Our toll-free telephone number is one eight hundred seven eight three days. One eight hundred seven eight three D A Y S. Say if you'd like to drop Rex a line. Here's his email address. It's Rex at cs dot com. That's one word Rex at cs dot com. Well, I just know you're going to enjoy today's message by Rex Bully called The Power of the Gospel. The Power of the Gospel. But before he comes, the singers return to the microphone with a song I know you're going to enjoy. It's called The Power of Your Love. Lord, I
3: come to you let my heart be changed? i oh.
1: Now let's settle in for today's message called The Power
0: of the Gospel. Here's Rex. Corinth was ripe for a spiritual awakening. As a metropolitan city of first century Greece, it was well known for its obsession with sexual deviation. To be Corinthian was a term used to denote sexual immorality. I mean, divorce was destroying the stability of Corinthian families. It it had worked its way into the fiber of that society. Acrocorinth, the impressive mountain standing as a citadel over the city, was a religious shrine where pagan rituals and sexual practices were encouraged in the names of pagan gods that dominated the marketplace. Now, when the Apostle Paul came to this city with the gospel, he stayed there more than 18 months. And during this stay, many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were baptized. That's what the Word of God says. And when the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, he said, I have many people in this city. No matter how pagan or immoral a culture becomes, the gospel can change people's lives, God has his people in many dark places in this world. Now, the reason that I want to talk to you about the power of the gospel today is because we're not unlike Corinth in this society. We hear of places that are wild and immoral and licentious. In fact, uh, you can think of any number of cities around the world, and frankly, it's not just limited to one place. One country, one continent, one part of a country. It's not even limited to urban areas. Darkness is settling all around. Now, I want you to understand that the same as the gospel had power to change Corinthians, the gospel still has power today. As a cultural center, Corinth was fascinated with Greek philosophical thought and a love for the wisdom of the world. Corinthians believed in the ability of people to resolve all their problems through their own thinking and reasoning. These pagan ideas had controlled the Corinthians before they became Christians and were now creeping into their church's ministry. Christians were setting aside their trust in the power of the gospel and relying on their own methods and resources and abilities And Paul wrote this first letter to the Corinthians to confront these matters. He wrote of his commitment to preach the gospel. He taught them the reasons for the power of the gospel and why it must be restored as a priority in their ministry. Paul's words are as crucial to us today as they were to the Corinthians then. Now, let me ask you, why is the gospel powerful? Well, first of all, it evangelizes the lost. The gospel brings people to saving faith in Jesus Christ. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached. To save those who believe, ah, oh, my friend, that comes from First Corinthians chapter one. I love that we don't make the gospel powerful; it already is powerful because it brings salvation for everyone who believes that's Romans one sixteen What is the gospel you say? Well, it's the good news of salvation that Jesus Christ died for our sins that he was buried and rose again on the third day, and after the resurrection was seen by his disciples. The gospel causes new birth to occur. You see, the seed cannot be destroyed. What amazing power! Second, the gospel is powerful because it exposes the inadequacy of human wisdom. The world's wisdom cannot compare with the power of God, We can't know God through the knowledge of this world. First century Jews and Greeks tried to apply worldly wisdom in order to understand the gospel. And Paul preached Christ crucified, which he said to the Jews was a stumbling block. The Old Testament had promised great signs concerning the Messiah, and the religious leaders felt that they had a right to require these signs when Jesus came. Well, while Jesus gave them many, many signs, the people applied worldly wisdom. They wanted signs in the heavens rather than signs of grace and mercy, such as the miracles of Jesus. You see, the message of the cross was a stumbling block to them because it called for an end to Old Testament sacrifices by fulfilling the demands of the law. The Greeks saw the gospel as foolishness because they couldn't understand how the shed blood and the death of one person could pay for the sins of others. They were were looking for wisdom. But Paul answered that the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Now, let me tell you what else. Not only is... The gospel, the good news of salvation, not only is it powerful because it exposes the inadequacy of human wisdom, but the gospel is powerful because it excludes human worth as a basis of salvation. God's plan of salvation is based solely, totally, upon the work of Jesus Christ at the cross. It's not based on worldly importance. Not who we are or what we've done or whose family we're a member of. No, Scripture says not many wise according to the flesh. Not many mighty, not many noble are called. No, it's not based on ability. In fact, we're told in 1 Corinthians that God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, or what others think of us, the things which are despised God has chosen. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, we read of God's purpose in His plan of salvation. I love this, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He has made us accepted in the Beloved. Now, You can read this also in the uh, letter to the Corinthian Christians. He said that no flesh should glory in his presence. You see, the gospel glorifies God, not man. We're a very man-centered society. We want to place all the emphasis on what man has done and who man is. My friend, the gospel glorifies God. God demonstrates his love toward us. His Son, Jesus Christ, paid the complete price for our sin. So the gospel is powerful because it excludes human worth as a basis of salvation. Let me mention something else to you. Oh, and I love this. The gospel is powerful because it does not require human effort. It stands by itself. It's inherently powerful because it is the work of God. You see, human eloquence and brilliant logic can't save us. The persuasive ability of a speaker of the gospel does not make the gospel powerful. The Holy Spirit of God is the power. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power. God alone changes lives, and He makes us new creatures in Christ Jesus. Paul wrote, When I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith. Should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Well, finally, the gospel is powerful because it presents Jesus Christ as our only hope, our only hope. The gospel exalts Jesus Christ, not the people who receive it. Ah, but of Him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. You see, it's not what I do. It's not what you do. But it's what God is and has done that matters. Everything we need for salvation is found in Jesus Christ. The faith of the individual who accepts the message of the cross of Jesus Christ, does not rest on human wisdom or in human works. No, 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 no. It's not on how much you can pay. It's not on what good deeds you've done. No. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And the Apostle Paul proclaimed, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That, my friend, is the power of the gospel. Can I tell you something? You can know that power. Maybe you're feeling that in your own strength, you're not making it. That you're uh, you're really reaching out, but... Some way or another, it isn't adding up. Well, the Corinthians were people who were trying to find all of their pleasure and their hope in hedonistic things, in things that were material and things that were sensual and things that would satisfy the body. But they missed the spiritual dimension. and That's why Paul wrote to them that the power of the gospel could save them that Jesus Christ died for them. What a message. And it's a message for you, and it's a message for me, and it doesn't grow old. And it's not limited to just a certain age group, even right now. In fact, my friend, maybe you just need the touch of God and the power of the gospel in your own life right now. Would you just simply, right where you are, just in a moment of quietness, maybe you can bow your head and close your eyes. Or maybe maybe you're driving along and you can't do that, but I want you just to focus with me. And let's pray that God will send his power, the mighty power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, into each of our lives. Now, Father, I thank you for the power of the gospel. Indeed, it is powerful. Ah, oh, yes, to everyone who believes. It doesn't matter. You have come to bring life. We, we think about the Corinthians and how sinful, how wicked, how depraved they were. And yet you came to bring life to them. And, and, Lord, you want to do it today. You want to do it right now. Your power is not limited. So I'm asking, dear God, that you would touch our lives. And help us, help us to have that power that comes from you, the forgiving love of Jesus Christ, the power of the gospel. I pray for that man who desperately needs Jesus Christ, that man who, uh, Lord, he's been trying to make it. He's been trying to be a good dad. He's been trying to do the right things, but, but it really hasn't been enough. He needs your power and your touch. Just now, I'm asking that you're going to give that touch to that woman, to boys, girls, teens, wherever they may be. Thank you, Lord, for your power, and we'll praise you. Amen and amen.
1: Thank you, Rex, for that timely message. The Gospel of Christ is for yesterday, today, and forever. Well, if you enjoy these broadcasts from week to week, we'd like to hear from you, my friend. And if you'd like the book for Families Under Stress, our address is Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. Or call toll-free 800 783 D A Y S. We'll look for your letter this week, my friend. Please join us again next week at this same time on this fine station for Day Spring.
2: Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. Jesus Christ is the Lord of all.